Welcome to Entrepreneur Conundrum with Virginia Purnell, where growing entrepreneurs share how they get visible online. Hi, everyone. Today, I'm talking with Anne Zuckerman about how she is changing the lives of women and entrepreneurs. Anne is the president of Edith's Inc., a company developed as an extension of a retail business. Her story is pretty fascinating, how she built her business. After her mother's passing, Anne, with the help of an engineer, developed and got the patent for Bezzy Bra Discs, an intimate accessory to camouflage protrusion. Anne and her company, Edith, own the patent as well as the molds for Bezzy Bra Discs, which are manufactured in the U.S. and sold throughout the U.S., both wholesale as well as retail, direct to consumer. In 2022, Anne launched her top-ranked podcast on iTunes, Just Wanted to Ask and is using it as a platform to educate and inspire entrepreneurs. Welcome, Anne. Thank you so very much, Virginia. I'm so happy to be here. It's great to have you on today. What's kind of, can you tell us a little bit about like your journey to entrepreneurship and how you got to where you are today? Sure, it's been a long journey for sure. My family has been in retail for generations. And so when I graduated from high school, my grandmother said to me, well, of course, you'll be entering our business. Uh, my grandmother, my grand, well, my grandmother, my mother owned a lingerie. It was actually my mother's lingerie shop. Uh, my mother had a background in lingerie design and corset making. My grandmother worked with her and then later my grandfather came on and did the billing so my background was retail but i was young and ran away from home so i decided to take a different path but as families go they it i got drawn back into it so my mother had a lingerie shop she did personal fittings she did mastectomy fittings and i learned all of that as well my grandmother had passed away, my grandfather had passed away. And eventually, my, I worked with my mother for several years and she became quite ill. And after she passed away, I saw a product and I thought, well, I can do better than that. And as you mentioned in the intro, I met an engineer and I said, look, I've seen something I think I can do better, can you help me? And he did, and we developed uh, the design for Bezzy Bra Discs. I took my inheritance and everything I had and purchased the molds to manufacture the product. So that's where I was. What happened was I did have the retail store that my mother had, however, Rents became out of control and I just, it was not sustainable at that time. And so I ended up closing the business and putting all of my energies into Bessie Broad Discs and discovered that I actually love business. I love wholesale. I love creating products. I love learning. And so my path has taken me to online, digital, uh, podcasting, and it's been a wonderful, wonderful journey. Uh, with Broad Discs, I went to a lot of trade shows. I met a lot of other lingerie shop owners, and that was very, very exciting. 
and I moved my education very slowly and progressively to where I the knowledge that I have today. So you do you do funnel building and stuff like that too for clients? I don't do funnel building for clients, but I had to learn how to build funnels. And that took me down the path of quick funnels because here I had a product. I knew that I wasn't going back to a traditional retail environment. So how was I going to get that product uh, seen? How could I move forward? And I happened across uh, the ClickFunnels website <laughs> and said, okay, fine. Well, I know about uh, hard copy advertising. I know about magazine advertising and newspaper advertising. But how about the Internet? So funnels is the next step. But then if you're not totally technically literate, how do you, how do you learn? So that started my journey of who can I go to to learn what I need to learn about funnel building in an e-com world. And I took classes. I went to webinars. I did seminars. I've done all sorts of things. And eventually... It even took me to a network marketing company because the person in the network marketing company already had a successful funnel. So I said, okay, fine, I need to learn from her now, uh, which I did. So it's been a crazy journey. I'm like, I went down that rabbit hole the same, basically for the same reasons <laughs> into like the funnel world. <laughs> So currently, my product is, is can be found on Shopify uh, through bezywoman.com, but I also have people who sell my product through Amazon. So that's my vehicle for my physical product. Then I discovered that I'm not great at social media. So how do I get me personally in front of a larger audience? And I love networking, and I happen to be at a networking meeting, and the guest speaker was Cami Lehman, a woman who I had met two years ago before she had her podcast. She was talking about podcasting and hosting and guesting and I called her up and I said listen I want to be a guest and she said well I have a school opening and uh, you might be interested in that I can't set you up on interviews but take a look at the school and so I said send me the information and before I knew it I'd signed up and then I thought as I have many times before oh my goodness what have I done <laughs> <laughs> and she wasn't going to let me off the hook. So I now have a podcast, and it's probably one of the best things I've ever done for myself. It's amazing even just with a podcast, like how much you can grow, right? It's really cool. So how long yeah. have you had your podcast for? 
Um, only since April. Um, I've done over 30 interviews. Congratulations. And um, it is on iTunes and across a number of different platforms. And I, through podcasting, I've also discovered that I love listening to podcasts. So I used to listen to audiobooks um, because the way my mind works, it's easier for me to uh, consume information through audio. People learn in different ways. And uh, so I was listening to audiobooks and then kind of slid into podcasts. And now I have a whole library of go-to podcasts that I go to. It's wonderful. <laughs> That's fun. So how do you get visible online? So you had mentioned podcasts. Is that more, that one's not more for your, for the broad discs though, correct? Um, it is, but it isn't. So okay. I do have a website, um, just wanted to ask.com. And that gives people an opportunity to see a lot of what I do. So I have buttons that will take you to my product. I have another button that takes you someplace else. And I also have a list of all my podcasts there. So if people go to my website, they can see a, a full map of what I do. So it, it does in a way, uh, the podcast does in a way take people to my product. Uh, but podcasting has become just such a wonderful vehicle for me. I just love, I love meeting people. I, I, I discovered after I left retail, I discovered that I love networking, I love meeting people, and I love discovering what they do. So that's where podcasting fills my business niche. So for your broad discs, how do you get that visible online? Sure. I do have a Facebook page, uh, so I'm on Facebook. Uh, Broad discs are also, you can get to them through Instagram. And I believe both are under Bezzy Broad Discs. You can find me. Then, as I said, I have a number of resellers who sell my product on Amazon. So, and they have huge exposure. Right. And the thing that people don't realize is you think about Amazon as this huge machine, but there are a lot of mom and pop businesses that have create, been created and are very successful on Amazon. So for me, in my broadest business, what happened was I came from retail, so I went to trade shows. I was seen at trade shows. But then a lot of the stores that I was doing business with had been around for many, many years and started closing. So then what? Mm -hmm. And I was given an opportunity by several wonderful people to sell my product on Amazon. So they sell my product on Amazon. It's, it's like working with a store. I sell them my product wholesale and they retail it on Amazon. And it's been amazing, absolutely an amazing adventure for me. 
So even though I still sell to stores and I love selling retail to consumers, I also have these other mini stores that are selling my product on Amazon. Yeah. And I know that I know the people. So that's really great too. It's amazing what it does for your exposure, hey? Oh yeah. Totally. Totally. And some people see my product online and then contact me through my website um, or through my Shopify site. So that's cool. that, yeah, that is too. And I get to hear from customers how they've been using my product for years and love my product. So that's been exciting. One other thing that I did years ago was uh, they were in swag bags for uh, the Emmys for people who were up for awards at the Emmys. So that was exciting. That was also exposure. And what I would say to other people who are like me, wholesalers, or even anyone who's in business, is you really have to keep your eyes and your mind open. And you go down a lot of different paths. And some of those paths are great. Some of those paths are not so great. But everything is a learning experience. Mm -hmm. So here I am, um, as many people know who have seen my website, I'm not exactly young. I'm in my 70s. And I'm still discovering and learning and finding so much excitement about what the possibilities are. And that, I think, also helps keep you, quote unquote, young, right? Oh, totally. It's an adrenaline rush. <laughs> so next week, I'm going to be at a conference with about between two and 5,000 people, most of whom are in their 30s and 40s, <laughs> most of whom. Now, the last conference I attended, there were some people who were older, but not many. <laughs> so I go there and I just soak up the energy. Yeah, I have a friend, too, who's in the, like, the same age as you, and she takes her horses out extreme mountain riding all the time. And everyone's like, you shouldn't be doing that. She's like, why not? They're like, because of your age. And she's like, well, I don't feel this old. Right. And that's what keeps her young and keeps her going. So I think you really have to find what works for you. Right. And to not let that go. <laughs> oh, totally. Totally. And we don't have to get old mentally. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't know what your body's going to do for sure. I mean, I can't do a lot of the stuff that I used to do. Uh, I probably could if I went to the gym a lot, <laughs> but I don't. But mentally, why not stay young? Yeah, why not keep that spark for learning and that interest? Yeah. And, of, of course, getting back to my product, no one in my family would have ever, ever, ever believed that I would have a patent or that I would own 500 pounds of steel to make 
my product. (laughs) Who would have ever guessed? I mean, when I was young, you were a secretary or a nurse or doctor, possibly. There weren't very many women lawyers. So I, I lived in a very restricted environment in some ways. Well, I was thinking too that like, cause your grandmother and your mother ran it. It was probably kind of one of those taboo businesses almost, right? Um, like no, no one really didn't talk about it much or type of idea. Um, not really. Um, my, gr- my mother was trained in uh, bra design and corset making in Europe. Uh, they came to the United States after the war from Hungary. Um, my grandmother, my grandmother's mother had uh, took over her husband's business. So they were already women who thought outside the box. Um, so retail was natural. That, that was accepted. So I, of course, was going to go into the family business, which eventually I did, but <laughs> kicking and screaming. <laughs> And now you're loving it. <laughs> yes, I, do. I Well, I love I love the opportunity they gave me, and I love the fact that my grandmother always said that if you if you were physically able and could think, anything was possible. Anything was possible, and she didn't let anything uh, get her down. I mean, she was a true go getter. Uh, her mother had taken over her father's business. My grandmother, my mother was hesitant about opening a business. My grandmother said, this is what you're going to do, and this is how you're going to do it. And um, unfortunately, uh, my, my mother did not pass that on to me. I saw my grandmother, and I lived with my grandmother. But I had to find my own path. But at least I had my family to show me, to give me examples of what was possible. And I think you, because you were able to pick your own path, you appreciate where you are now, maybe more than what you would have been if you, let's say, didn't have that choice. Oh, for sure. There are so many people who inherit a business and then are so resentful um, because they feel trapped. And in some ways, that's how I felt as well. But then I said, okay, fine. I have an opportunity today that I've never had before. I'm going to go for it. And that's what I did. That's cool. So with your podcast, what do you do to gain visibility with it? Um, My podcast can be found on Amazon uh, Podcasts, iTunes. I do have a Facebook presence. I post on Facebook every Monday when my podcast launches. I also post on Instagram. I can be found on IMDb of all places. I'm always looking for different ways to promote my podcast. And then some people invite me to be guests. (laughs) That's also wonderful. And I truly, truly appreciate it. That's fun. Well, I'm glad you're with us today. Thank you.
So what are some big goals that you have the next year or two? Big goals. Well, I would like more people to see my bra discs for sure. <laughs> and I would also love to have to grow my audience with my podcast because as I said, it gives me so much joy. And at this point in my life, isn't it wonderful to do something that you truly enjoy? So my podcast gives me an opportunity to share a gift with other business owners. If I go to a networking meeting and meet one incredible people, I can then offer them the gift of being a guest on my podcast. And that is so exciting for me. Because some of these people, like I was at a networking meeting yesterday. A lot of the people who I've met in smaller networking groups have never even thought about guesting on the podcast. And how wonderful it is to say, okay, fine, be my guest. And that way, my podcast instructor says often, in your life, you'll never meet a million people. But with a podcast, a million people may know who you are. What an incredible opportunity. Right? And you can influence a million people. Oh, for sure. That's for cool. Sure. It's like the ripple effect. Yeah. The other thing is that, isn't it wonderful? Before I was saying that it was great that I had my mother and grandmother to look to as examples and to see what they had done. I would like to be able to be that for some other young women. I would like other young women to say, okay, fine. I've thought about a product. Maybe it's possible to create one. It's possible to get a patent. It's possible to have a podcast. It's possible to be a wholesaler. It's possible to have a retail presence online. What a wonderful message to give to people. Right. And positive role models are so needed in today's society. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Do you feel like there's, well, what do you think your number one roadblock is that would be in the way of helping you achieve those big goals with growing the, the business and the podcast? Um, I would say the biggest roadblocks are the ones I've imposed on myself. My own self-talk, my own self-belief. And, but having said that, I don't let that get to me always. I see opportunity everywhere. And why not just, uh, why not jump in? That's one of the things about being older. I'm not, there are a lot of things I've done that scare the living daylights out of me, but I still do them. If it's not going to kill me, why not? <laughs> right? What's the worst that can happen? <laughs> What's the worst that can happen? And I've made a lot of mistakes. I've made a lot of mistakes, but we all do. You can't move forward without making mistakes. Right? It's part of the learning process. Totally. 
yeah my we homeschool and my kids are like but I got it wrong and my oldest daughter really really bothers her and I'm like well did do you understand why or how you got it wrong she's like yeah I'm like well there you go I'm like just take that next time you go to do it right like use that as your learning opportunity for next time so failing failing isn't always a bad thing (laughs) it's how you respond to it right right and there's a an author steve sims he also has a podcast and in his book blue fishing he said that his father always said to him falling in the water and now i'm going to misquote it but you don't drown from falling in the water you drown from staying there Mm. so true and then i always think of like thomas edison and all those other inventors and like just how many times it took them just to to get that outcome that they were looking for and just the persistence of it no matter how many times they quote unquote failed at it yeah so inspiring or the actress who was the where's the beef lady (laughs) she was a a huge success in her 80s right (laughs) yeah and so it's an overnight success that took how many years to get to Mm mm-hmm Right. So you spilled a lot of fun insights and wisdom and stuff with us. But what would you say is the best advice that you've ever received? Honestly, years ago, I heard on a CD of all things. Oh, no, it wasn't a CD. It was a tape. It was a cassette tape. And I don't remember who said it. But I was listening to a a tape and the person said that a lot of the very, very successful people have not gotten numbers of degrees or have graduated from the best colleges, but they just didn't give up. They went in a direction and they refused to give up. And I think that was one of the pieces of advice that I heard that I thought, wow, okay, so all I have to do is keep at it. So true, right? Just keep swimming, just keep swimming. (laughs) Yeah, and not drowning. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think is the best advice that you've ever given? I think the best advice is that it's like when people say there are no bad questions. I think that the best advice that I've shared is that there's so much possibility. And my broadests to camouflage headlights is so crazy. How is that even possible? And I think I, I, one other thing that I experienced at a conference, which truly, truly impacted me, was we were all sitting in the room and the one of the speakers said okay all of you have a paper clip think of how many ways you can use that paper clip and write them all down and then break out he broke us out into groups of three and gave us the same assignment and it was insane how many ways you could use a paper clip so if that's possible, what are the possibilities? 
what are the possibilities? There are so many products out there that we use every day that we never thought we would have to have. I love that. Have to have. <laughs> oh, yeah. Have to have. <laughs> well, you know, there is that Amazon thing. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and it's interesting too, like just like your possibilities, right? Like the other day we were learning about the Victorian era and just like how things changed because someone thought of using like a steam engine, right? Like just how, like who would have thought of that? And then they turned that into the train and just, right? Like where our limitations come is just where we let ourselves thoughts and imagination stop. Exactly. Exactly. And the possibilities are endless. Right? Yeah. I challenge all of our listeners, what's your next possibility that you're going to go through with? Well, Anne, I have loved our conversation today. Is there anything that you that we haven't talked about yet? I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, I can mention again that I can be found through bezywoman.com and also just wanted to ask.com. Awesome. Well, thank you again and have a great day. Thank you so very much, Virginia, for having me. Thank you so much for joining us today. Be sure to subscribe and leave some love through a review and I'll catch you on the next episode.